This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good morning. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining us and making us a part of your morning routines every day, 8am UK time. Uh, let's jump into the chat box, of course, this morning. I need to start doing that. I do that thing where I'm like, right, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm basically, I'm doing this big training plan thing at the moment where I like, got like a PT, got a off every single morning, got to track my sleep, hence why I'm wearing this Fitbit all the time. And it's now made my mornings even more hectic. So, uh, yes, apologies for the minute issues, uh, but uh, I'm hoping that you can understand. Uh, Creeper fam, good morning to you, to Barry, to Paul, to Olu. Good morning to uh, Matt G, to PJ, Aiden, Peeny Ween. Good morning to Martin, Gruner Jake, uh, Marcus. Uh, good morning to Jose, Stevie, Errol. Good morning to Corede, uh, James, Martin, Johnny, Justin, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you, as always, for making this very much part of your morning routines. Right, let's crack on with today's stories, shall we? We kick off, first of all, with a signal on the Arsenal website that perhaps we are embarking upon the moment where the new kits will be launching. Because if you click on the Arsenal Direct website, which is where you usually go and buy stuff, it comes up with a yellow and navy slash black text of, we'll be back soon. So the new away kit is expected to launch uh, probably today. It'll be strange if the Arsenal website was off all day. So it seems there's an expectation uh, the Arsenal away kit will launch, in which it will be one of one of the biggest disappointments <laughs> in Arsenal. Kit. I almost should have wore I should have wore the black kit today and kind of protest to the fact we're going from what we wore last season to this season. It is what it is. It is what it is. I can't complain all that much, but. Uh, 
I have to say, is a little bit disappointing <laughs> to be going from Watkit. I'm still in this moment in time in the camp of not buying it. Who knows? Maybe if we were to sign someone crazy, I would end up doing it. But uh, let's let's wait and see what happens. Uh, Erdegaard has completed light training in Washington. I was told reliably that he uh, kind of did the bike work, the fitness work, and a little bit of ball work before going back inside. Um, and uh, it was good to see him out on the grass. Leandro Trossard as well. Seems that those players' injuries weren't too bad. Uh, the only player that is obviously facing a bit more of a significant problem. He's Reese Nelson, who didn't travel uh, to the US with the squad and is back in the UK working on his fitness. But uh, yeah, Odegaard, Trossard, uh, doesn't seem to be their issues that they suffered against Nuremberg are too serious, um, which is obviously really fantastic news for us. That uh, was a really good clip of, of Odegaard jumping on the back of Arteta for a game that they were playing completely parched. Like there's, there's no doubt about it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should check out the Peter Crouch podcast. But Odegaard might be the most parched player on on the planet. I think it's it's very it's not very debatable at all. James Milner would give him a good run for his money, I'm sure. But you know, if you're jumping on the manager's back for a piggyback, come on, it's uh, proper teacher's pet vibes, isn't it? It's apples apples on the desk is what I would say with Odegaard. But I kind of love it to be fair. Um, Cedric is not or was not taken um, by Arsenal because of a decision made by Mikel Arteta, according to Chris Wheatley, who suggests that Cedric's future, as I think we're all aware at this point, is very much away uh, from things. And uh, it's a shame uh, that it's not going to end, I think, in a in a more beneficial way for Arsenal, in a more of a financially beneficial way for us. I think we're probably going to see a termination of his contract, most likely. That's probably what is going to end up happening. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to see him not kept, if you like. Um, we're saying kept. What is a kept? I said kept. <laughs> Unless I'm messing up my words this morning and the chat box is absolutely doing me for it. But Cedric um, is a player that I think we all know is, is just simply not, it's not good enough uh, and uh, needs to find a new club moving forwards. Uh, Inter Milan are pushing to try and sign following Balogun. Of course, we know uh, of the interest from Inter Milan and plenty of other clubs as well. But James Benj, CBS Sports and friend of the channel, uh, reporting yesterday for CBS that uh, Balogun has emerged as the number one target for uh, Inter Milan after, of course, they were unsuccessful in their bid for Romelu Lukaku. Uh, it's said that Arsenal have a valuation of around £50 million for the player, which is about €58 million, Euros, but... We're expected to see a bid, according to The Athletic, of around €40 million Euros arrive, which is to fall short of that valuation. You can imagine that we'll see negotiations between the sides continue. Um, oh, have I made a mistake on the slides? That's what I've done. <laughs> I'm just wondering what you guys are talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, Inter Milan pushing very much for Balogun. Uh, who is said to be open to the move, uh, which is an important point of view to, to take into consideration. He was talking at the uh, training session, the open training session yesterday in the US, uh, saying that, you know, he's happy to be in the US, but, you know, he's kind of allowing his agents, his representatives and his family to deal with uh, the future of uh, of the player. So let's see. Uh, let's see what happens. But uh, I'm hoping that we get a resolution to this relatively quickly. Um, but if Arsenal can get close to 50 million, amazing. I've said before, if we can get over 40 million pounds, great. You know, I think that's a great evaluation for the player. If you can get over 40 million pounds, fantastic. Um, so let's, let's wait and see what ends up happening with Balogun. Uh, Nicolas Pepe 
Uh, again, James Bench of CBS Sports claiming that uh, there is significant interest, it seems, from Saudi Arabia. And a mid-table Saudi Arabian club has expressed initial interest in Pepe. However, there is currently a significant difference between the salary expectations of the suitor in the Pro League and the player himself. Arsenal are believed to be willing to accept a nominal fee or potentially even a contract termination if it helps get the final year of his £7.3 million salary off their books. So... It could be that Saudi Arabia is the uh, destination for Nicola Pepe. We'll have to wait and see if that ends up being the case. Um, I certainly would not expect Arsenal to get anything, to be honest, for Nicolas Pepe um, this this summer. I think it will be, as I've predicted, along with Cedric, a contract termination for both players and eventually both of them moving on. Um, but it would get Arsenal a significant amount of money um, off of any potential deal. But it does go to show that even when Saudi Arabian sides aren't willing to match the wage demands of Pepe, I mean, it kind of shows you, for me, uh, what has been one of the key issues with this. That said, he did take a pay cut when he went to Nice. It's worth pointing that out, and playtime was important. But uh, I think any player that's potentially having interest from Saudi Arabia has now got this kind of expectation around how much... Um, how much money they might be able to get out there and they're trying to maximise that. Can't blame them for that. I've got any issue with players making the switch. It's life-changing money for them. But uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a swift and quickly resolved story, this one. But we'll wait and see. We'll see if anything changes in the near to long-term future. And lastly, Mikel Arteta did speak yesterday whilst at the open training session talking about the potential for transfers. He says, every sign that we have made brings special things to the team. We are very pleased, as you can imagine, and we signed the players that we wanted. We've signed them early, and they've started to adapt to the first team really fast. We have some time now to prepare for them to get the best chance to express themselves in the right way and adapt the experience that they'll experience for the next few days, how it looks like Arsenal. Uh, He was asked about... um, kind of Declan Rice and how his mentality is he says I think you all know you know his leadership personality and the experience he already has at 24 he's already close with some boys Uh, he knew a few of them from England's camp as well Uh, he continued by saying Declan is very much known within the league and has tremendously has done tremendously well for both West Ham and England he's a player that is going to bring a lot of qualities a lot of leadership and a lot of experience in the league very specific in the position with the qualities that he has, and we are delighted to have him. He was asked about what more Arsenal might do, and he says, let's see. There is a lot of time still in the market and a lot of expectation in some of our players. So we will have to see how things develop in the next couple of weeks. We will be alert. There is still some time to do things, and there is still time for exits as well, obviously. I'm sure things will move. So it seems that we are not... Done. Stop taking the mick out of my spelling (laughs) on these slides. I put these slides together so fast. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's put an F in there. There we go. Transfers. Lovely stuff. Um, But uh, we are very much um, hopeful that more, more deals will indeed be done. um, And uh, that we will hopefully anyway, see uh, some other players come through the doors at Arsenal before Um, the season, or rather the summer, is completed. I've certainly been given plenty of indication that uh, more is expected, um, but we'll wait and see what ends up happening. Right, let's move to part two then, and your questions right after this. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So I'm very happy to announce uh, the first panellist for our live show that we'll be doing uh, in North London. Tickets available down in today's video description. And of course, if you're listening on iTunes and Spotify in the link, uh, it's available on the channel homepage and on uh, and in the description of each of the show notes as well. Um, you can still get tickets for this. But uh, Harry Simu will be uh, one of our panellists. He revealed this on his show yesterday or the day before yesterday i think he mentioned it so i was like oh, i have to get this one out first um but harry will of course be joining me uh, along with some other guests as well it's great to see so many of you uh, snapping up uh, tickets i'll be continuing to push this um to try and see if we can sell out our capacity um but thank you to everyone that's already bought tickets uh, for those that have questions about anything i know a couple of people have asked uh, a number of questions we're trying to get answers to those and back to you as soon as possible um but uh, if you've not got your ticket already you can go down in today's video description uh and of course i'll always try my best to leave ticket uh, ticket links online and uh, i left one in the community tab yesterday as well so if you want to get tickets uh, you'll be able to watch it it will not be streamed live so uh, the only way to watch it live is obviously being in the room um but we will be recording it and hopefully releasing at a later date. But that's I can't promise that. It depends on how it goes on the day. Right then, let's go to the chat box and your questions. Uh, let's go to Penny Wien says, Once upon a time, you used to teach the next generation. Will they be able to spell or will be bad at it like you are? To be fair, it's not about spelling. It's about just like I'm typing so fast that sometimes I just leave out a letter and I don't go back and proofread it. It's more about the proofreading thing. But when you're creating a show in like 20 minutes in the morning and putting a slideshow together, I'm going to miss out a couple of letters. It's nothing to do with spelling. Spelling is absolutely fine. I write for a living, but it's the uh, how fast I'm having to put the slides together and not checking it beforehand. So there you go. Um, Vijay says, uh, Champions League final in Wembley this year. Arsenal's home ground. Eight out of ten wins in the finals played there. Is it destiny? What's your Champions League predictions? I'm hoping that we can progress through to at least the quarterfinals, if not further. You know, we absolutely have got a team that I think can progress through this competition. We've strengthened it. We've reinforced it with good depth and good options. We should be trying to. But the fact that it's at Wembley, you know, would give us a big, big boost. And hopefully um, we can reach that final. It would be an amazing achievement to do so. But I do think there is an opportunity for Arsenal to be able to get there. 
Um, let's go to uh, Philip says, morning. Poll for today's show or tomorrow. One player left to sign, goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, striker or winger. I mean, I've only got four options in my poll list. So uh, let me throw it into the chat box for you guys then. Let's start a poll. Which position? Uh, oh, no. Why have I done that? I've just closed. I closed it. Why did <laughs> <laughs> I ended up closing the blooming page. Right, let me do that again. Just uh, one more time, if it's going to give me the opportunity. Right, poll. Here we go. Which position, if you don't have one, would you sign a player in? Let me just proofread this. Which position, if you can only have one, uh, would you sign a player in? Yes. Okay, so we've got, uh, let's go defense. Let's go midfield. Let's go uh wide player uh, and let's go center forwards that's your options we'll throw that into the chat box that's your options so get uh get voting and we'll return and have a look at that poll philip for you very shortly uh paul says how much would inter want if balogun was their player and we wanted to buy him they'd want more than 40 million euros even with a buyback slash sell-on clause 40 million is insulting. I don't think 40 million is insulting, uh, to be honest. No, I think it's below our valuation. I don't think it's insulting. I think if you insert a buyback or a sell-on clause, it's going to be closer to that 40 million pounds than euros. Uh, so about 45 million euros, you'd imagine. Um, if people want there to be a buyback clause, you're going to have to accept that the transfer fee is going to be lower than if that isn't included in the deal. Also, buyback clauses don't mean that if you pay the money, the player will definitely return. It's down to the player whether or not they do. So that's also worth very much pointing out in this case. Um, let's go to... Um, boom, boom, boom. Jaden says, Hey, Tom, there was a guy on TalkSport that laughed and did not take Arsene Wenger's claim that we would win the Premier League next season. I feel that is a little rude, even from a Spurs fan. I'm assuming you're talking about Jamie O'Hara. And I think that just kind of says enough. He's designed to wind up Arsenal fans. So don't let him do it. <laughs> don't let him get in your head. Um, let's go to Lolu, who says, who has the highest ceiling, Eddie Nketiah or Follerin Balogun? I think it's Follerin Balogun. I don't think there's going to be too much debate about that one. Um, Fuad says, Tom, I'll be honest, I don't trust Reese Nelson's fitness at all. And I think a left winger is his best position. Is there a right winger in the market you'd like us to target? It's a very dry right wing market right now. I suppose Musa Diaby is the obvious one um, that you'd look to. If you can get Chiesa uh, for a reasonable figure, but again, his injury record's not great and he's coming back off a serious injury as well. Um, who else could potentially be an option for us? I would have loved to have seen Xavi Simmons come in. I thought that would have been a perfect option for us to bring a player in. Um, but Xavi Simmons, I don't think he's going to be ending up at Arsenal because he's gone back to PSG and he's probably going to be leaving for Leipzig on loan. But you're right. There's not too many right-wing options on the market at the moment. Um, so, yeah, sadly, doesn't seem that that's a clear and obvious option for us. Um, let's go to... Scrolling down the chat box a little bit more. Um, Vanagiti says, have you seen the links to Neto resurface and is there any truth in it? Well, the only truth will be that Arsenal have a long-term interest in the player, but his injury record, again, is pretty poor. Didn't have a good season last year either. So very, very difficult to see Arsenal making big money moves for, for Pedro Neto. Uh, Charlie says, Elise, yes, great option. Potentially, Elise would be someone that maybe we could move for. Javu says, what about Nico Williams? He has a 40 million euro release clause, doesn't he? Or oh, 50 million euro, one of the two. Um, could be an option for us moving forwards. Zaha is a solid no from me, Selam, Selam sorry. Um, I think he's going to be moving probably to Saudi Arabia, which I think is a real shame. You know, I think... He wanted to test himself in Europe and he might never end up doing that. I mean, I suppose he did a little bit for Man United, but still, 
never ever really um has seen a progression if you like at all um going forwards let's go to uh abe says tom do you think that balogun's interview shows his attitude towards arsenal with only a single fourth season he talks too much i assume these are the quotes that we've seen um come out yesterday in one of his interviews let me find the quotes i've got them directly i've got on my phone somewhere because i've got them sent to me about 17 times um balligan said i think with me coming back it's not really much of a situation where i think i can need to try extra hard to prove something i think it's a decision that's not really with me whatever happens i'm cool with it um yeah, I mean, it's a shame to hear kind of him speaking in that way. It's not the attitude I like in a play. You know, you, you should be coming back and trying your absolute maximum to prove not just to Arsenal, but to Inter Milan and other suitors that, you know, that's the right place. I think it makes it easier for us to part ways with him in some ways, that when you look at that attitude, is that the type of attitude that you want to see in a player that is going to be staying? Um, it's a difficult one. Um, but for me, I... I'm not wildly, I'm not wildly um, enthused by seeing those words at all. And it is disappointing, actually. I, it, yeah, I think it is a disappointing one. Um, let's go to Paul says, "How old are you? 28, 29, very soon. Closing in on the big three zero. So uh, we're getting closer, very close indeed. Next season, I will be third. Not next season, as in the season after." In 24-25, I will be 30. It's a scary thought. Very scary indeed. Because I know some people have seen me on a Burkhout Wonderland when I was 19. So uh, <laughs> that kind of gives you some uh, kind of realism to how long I've been doing podcasting and YouTube and stuff like that. A good 10 years nearly now. So uh, yeah, kind of kind of crazy. But I am 28 until I am 29, Dave. Very, very important to point that one out. It's very, very true. Very accurate indeed. Uh, Raul says, Tom, I think Joao Felix on loan would be a good option. He can cover all three positions in our front three. What's your take? I would absolutely, Raul, be up for that. A loan of Joao Felix with an option to buy that's reasonable, not a loan with no option. It's not worth doing if there's no option. You need to have some control, I think, in those types of loan deals. And wage packet as well. So let's let's wait and see. Um, let's wait and see what happens. But Joao Felix on loan with an option, I think would be a, a very, very shrewd bit of business if it's a reasonable wage, loan fee, and of course, option included on that. If it was like a 70 million euro option, I can get on board with that. If it's like below 200k per week wages, I can get on board with that. If it's below uh, an 8 million loan fee, I can get on board with that. So I think that would be fair enough um, in that regard. Abby says, so you're younger than Trossard. Yes, he's one of the few people I get to speak to in the mix zone that I'm actually younger than, you know, which is why I'm a bit gutted that Xhaka's left. Every time I spoke to Xhaka in the mix zone, it was very much like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm still speaking to someone that's older than me. But yeah, whenever I'm speaking to Ramsdale or Rice next season, I look forward to speaking to in the mix zone. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's never uh, it's never a great feeling when you're just you're talking to people and you're getting the answer. And, you know, these are guys are so much younger than me now. It's strange, it's a very strange feeling. Um, Slingshot Dave says, Tom, do you worry that crowds will now demand perfection next season? Uh, Dan Pot style. <laughs> My favorite moment last season was when the crowd chanted Saliba's name after the own goal, Victoria Concordia. I don't think Dan demands perfection. To be fair, I think that's unfair on Dan. I think Dan expects us to 
to, to aim for the biggest and best trophies. That's what Dan's expectation is. Do I always agree with the level of demand in some ways? No, maybe it's slightly different to mine, but I don't think Dan demands perfection. I think the problem, Dave, people maybe like yourself and others um, create when you do that is that you create a perception of people like Dan that isn't accurate. You know, I have lots of conversations with Dan where actually you'd probably think that he's more aligned with my thinking on lots of things. Um, so for instance, what was I talking about? The Man City thing. He had a guy uh, on his channel uh, called, I think it was North London Red. I think, I think that was, I think that was the channel where, um, was it all North side? I think it might've been something like that. Um, and he basically said that, you know, Champions League and Premier League, if they're not winning one of them, Arteta should get sacked. And I had a conversation with Dan about this tweet because some of the abuse that that kid got was unacceptable. I replied to it because I found it funny. You know, but anyone that sent abuse to that guy, you know, you need to screw your head on a bit tighter because that's not okay. Whether you're abusing people because they are Arteta out or you're abusing people because they're Arteta in, none of it's fine. You're not allowed to do it. Like, it's just not okay. Stop abusing people online. But what I said, the conversation I had with Dan was, is that, you know, if we're not the favorites for any of those competitions and he agreed, you can't demand that we win it. You know, so that's kind of where we're at on that on that conversation uh, let's go to Alex says we're taking too much of a punt on Havertz as a midfielder in my opinion obviously I hope he performs but we don't really have a specialized box-to-box midfielder if he's injured or not performing what are your thoughts I think that that position is going to evolve and change I know that we've got very used to Xhaka playing in that role Alex but I also think that Declan Rice's presence changes things I also think in certain games if you want to be a bit more defensive if Partey leaves and you know we either bring a Lavia or someone in like that you can still use Rice and Jorginho I think as a defensive base i think you can use a two a double pivot defensively uh two sixes if you like um in certain fixtures but in other games like we play at home to nottingham forest do you think we'd be able to use a Havertz, an odegaard and a rice as the midfield three so i think that there is scope for change i think that people maybe put too much emphasis on what is a set 11 but actually going game by game we can make tweaks and changes depending on what we do um uh, do I rate Ibrahim Sangara? Yes, I do, Samuel. I think he would be a very good replacement for Thomas Partey if he was to leave. So, yes, certainly an option that maybe Arsenal could consider. Um, Donkey says, if you can't handle the heat, don't bring the smoke. Um, I don't think that anything that was said was deserving of abuse. And I think if a comment is coming in like that to try and justify people abusing, um, it's not okay. And frankly, you're not welcome in this community if you think that abuse is acceptable in any way, shape or form. An eye for an eye is is not the way forwards, I'm afraid. Um, Al-Khali says, uh, if it's true that my team, Al-Hilal, uh, came for Pepe, how much money would Arsenal accept? A million? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I think we'd accept any amount of money, to be honest, if it agreed the deal. I think they'd take whatever they can get, to be fair. Uh, Troy says, every podcast I watch these days are looking at Arsenal to now go and win every competition. Rival fans are our team Arsenal these days, waiting for us to fail. And of course they are. The same way that we've waited for you know, Man United and Man City and Chelsea to fail. It's part of rivalry. It's part of what makes football what it is. We don't want to see other teams succeeding and everyone's waiting for Arsenal to fail because that's what football is. It shouldn't annoy you. It shouldn't annoy anyone that other teams want us to fail. We want all of them to fail. It's just how football works. For me, I think you just need to be a little bit, a little bit thick-skinned about it, a little bit headstrong. Arsenal are great and we're doing great things and we're moving in a great direction. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this team produces and turns into and evolves towards, you know. So I look forward to that. I can't wait to see it. 
Um, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Uh, Reese says, Tom, have you watched Arsenal's recap of last season, part one and two? I found a new respect for Inketia, especially the game against United. Uh, I've not yet, no. I think if you, I think maybe if you're finding a new respect for Enketia, maybe it comes from the fact that you didn't appreciate appreciate him as much during the season. I was very complimentary of Eddie Enketia throughout the season. I felt during the time that Gabriel Jesus was out, he came in and did well. I do think though that there were times where Trossard came in and I think offered more than what Eddie Enketia offered in that centre forward position. And I think that when Gabriel Jesus returned, obviously again we saw that increase to another level, and we we missed some key players during those periods as well, like. Partey for some games like uh, Saliba, obviously, and Tomiyasu as well. So I think that it's more about if you're finding a new respect for Nketiah, maybe, and I might be wrong, but it's just my theory, maybe it's because you didn't appreciate him enough in the moments where he deserved that appreciation. <laughs> that might be where it's come from, Reese. Um, let's go to boom 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 ashish says tom reports suggest that brighton will be rejecting the chelsea 75 million pound bid this means arsenal are out of the race surely though if we sell party only hope is that we sell for more i think that the door as i've reported has never been fully closed on caicedo but it would depend upon if arsenal could agree a fee and also if they could get a serious amount of money in for Partey. so I think there are certain players where they're dependent upon other deals. Obviously, that's just that goes without saying. Um, but it, it's difficult to see Arsenal stumping up £100 million for Caicedo. It's really, really difficult. I think what's interesting is the dynamic regarding um, the promise that Brighton made to Caicedo in a sense of if you've promised to let him leave if a big club comes in, but no one ever reaches that £100 million valuation, where does that leave you at the end of the window? Are you then betraying the promise you made to that player by not accepting a bid before the end of the window or are you still standing firm on your valuation and never accepting it it's a, it's a very very difficult kind of dynamic to to get a, a feel from if you like um wow says do we know if arsenal are looking for a winger i feel like we have enough players in that position right now um I think they're open to opportunities in, in almost every position if they think there is an opportunity that can improve the team. Uh, looking at the poll, though, we did ask you to vote on which position, if you can only have one, would you sign a player in? 2% say the defence, 34% say midfield, 29% say out wide, and 35% winning say centre forward. So interesting indeed that a lot of you would sign a centre forward. Maybe that's because... Balogun's probably going. Um, so that's that's potentially my maybe why you're thinking in that direction. Steve says, love the show, Tom. That, great stuff. Thanks, mate. Honest question. Do you think if we signed Joao Felix on loan last season on loan, we would have pushed the title race closer to the end if... Um, no, I don't think so, Steve. Uh, I think that the main reason why we didn't win the league last season was because of William Saliba's injury. Um, and Joao Felix doesn't change that. Jesus came back, Trossard did a really good job, and even Eddie and Kessie did a decent job for a certain period as well. So no, I don't think that Joao Felix's presence is the difference between Arsenal winning and not winning the league, to be fair. I just don't see it that way. Um, Again, uh, before we wrap up the show, let me remind you, if you haven't already got tickets for our live event, Harry Simu will be joining me, as well as a number of other guests, which will be announced in due course on the 13th of August at the Mild May Club in Newington Green in North London. Um, I look forward to seeing as many of you as feasibly possible. Link is down in today's video description if you would like to get tickets for that. Um, as I say, I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great day, great fun, lots of 
chat, lots of Arsenal fans meeting one another, lots of people in the chat box meeting people for the first time, uh, myself and Harry and our guests meeting you guys. That's the first time, potentially some as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Always, as I say, we'll be continuing to push this, uh, to advertise it, to get people involved and uh, hopefully get as close to our capacity as we can anyway. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure, as it always is. Make sure that you hit a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back tomorrow morning, of course. I'll also be back a little bit later on this morning on the Arsenal Way, so make sure you check us out at 10 a.m. as always over there but it's been a real pleasure to speak with you and uh, i will catch you on the next one have a great day stay safe stay well and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.